Hey, strangers. Welcome to season six of the Strange Sessions. As always, I'm Kristen. With me is Kurt. Kurt. Hi. How are you? <laughs> how are you doing? How are you feeling? Still lousy. I, you... hate, I, I apologize if my voice is like stuffed up. I didn't think I took Dayquil before I came here, but it's not really doing anything. Yeah. If you've been following us on social media, you know, Kurt's just getting over the Rona. Yeah, I have. So. <laughs> Not this, not this past week, but the week before I had COVID. Yeah. And it sucked. It yeah. really did. He couldn't like, taste anything. Like we I were joking. I've been, I've been sicker than that in my life. Oh, but sure. it was the weirdest illness I've ever had. Right. Yeah, we were joking about the taste test. But Jim might have to come do yeah, it Yeah, Jim might have to come. But luckily today is a, a day I can taste stuff. Yesterday Good. I kind of couldn't. Today I can't. Unless one of our taste tests is gross, then you might wish that you couldn't taste anything. No, but... ours are going to be good. Okay. I don't know. One of them, I don't oh, know boy. how you feel about this. Okay. Though, I'm not 100% sure how you feel about it. I okay. should know. We'll find out. But I don't. But yeah, it was weird. I I still have COVID brain where it's my brain mm, is like kind of foggy. foggy. But it was just such a weird sickness. Like my sniffling, sneezing stuffs, coughing lasted two or three days. <laughs> sound like a commercial. <laughs> I know. That lasted like two or three days and went away. And then it was just constant tiredness. Mm-hmm. And then I would have these weird moments of really extreme vertigo where I got oh, super weird. dizzy and felt like really weird. And the whole time I did not feel like myself, hmm. which is weird. Like a weird And I can't describe it. Yeah, no, not like a, like the whole... It, just weird like i don't know how to explain it Detached i just from i didn't feel sort of? yeah like i didn't mm. feel like myself and weird. uh the the vertigo stuff still comes and goes mm. and my coughing has been horrible i haven't been able to sleep at night now because i've been i went back to coughing so it's just it was the weirdest sickness i've ever had in my life and mm. the one thing that i had a very hard time with was the not tasting yeah. or smelling that would be really hard uh, i was eating just plain elbow macaroni because i couldn't taste anything anyway so i didn't pay to doll it up <laughs> why and make waste it good. the cheese exactly <laughs> why waste the cheese it was just plain macaroni and then you know, there was one day I used my toaster for the first time in months and I put the toast in and went and sat in the living room and I'm like, it could be burning and I don't know because I can't, <laughs> can't smell, smell anything. It. All of a sudden I look up and my kitchen's on fire or oh something like that. So yeah, it sucked and I still don't feel good, but I'm okay. And I didn't end up in a hospital That's and good. I have friends that got it and, and you know mm-hmm. ended up in a hospital. So thank God I yeah. didn't, I'm glad but I basically stayed on that couch that whole week. I went for a drive every day just to get out and do something. Yeah, that's a good call. I binged the first two seasons of Alias, oh. which I'm really liking f- mm. way, way more than I thought I would. Isn't that Jennifer Garner? Yeah. Okay. She's not a crush of mine. Like, no? No. She's America's sweetheart. I don't know. Everybody loves her. Hey, real quick. We've already forgot to read our little list. Um, But if you don't want to <laughs> listen to this. <laughs> Krista, made these, Krista put, made these sweet little notes for us so we don't forget anything. And we already and forgot. And we already forgot something less, less than five minutes into the first episode. Yeah, of if season. you're just tuning in for the first time and you don't want to sit through our titillating 20, as we like to call it, where we get caught up, do housekeeping, welcome to strangers and do a taste test, check the show notes. Kurt will post the actual timestamp of the topic yeah, start. Yeah, what time we actually start talking yeah. about the topic of the episode. We won't be offended if you skip over this stuff. So sorry yeah. that I forgot to mention it earlier. I didn't look at my notes. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, it started with start recording early for unedited version. Which check, we did. Check. Insert music. Check. Yep. Greening. Check. I didn't take any candid photos, but that's just a reminder to do that throughout. Yeah. So Before we just... I forget, I'm going to jump right into shout outs because I'm afraid I'm yeah, going to yeah, forget yeah. that. Okay, shout outs to our newest strangers on Facebook in the strange session. The sessions. The strange. The strangers. 
I yeah, told you, strangers. I got COVID brain. My brain's not working the What's best. That's my excuse. <coughs> Thank you for covering your mouth. You're welcome. <laughs> so our shout outs to our newest strangers. Those are Siv Arland Ramsdahl, Artemis Gray, Taryn Silva, Joe Netta, Sarah Jordan, Andy Pitt, Emily Pierce, Jez L. Tim, Todd Trexler, Nels Buggo, Allison Meadows, Lisa Altizer, 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 I-A-L-T-I-Z-E-R, Altizer. That sounds right. Yeah, Lisa Altizer, Danielle Caitlin, Rebecca Toms, and Chris Michelle Friedley. Wow, it's yeah. a long list. But yeah, that we, is a long Of course, list. we haven't yeah. welcomed strangers so in a couple of So thank you guys months, so much for liking us enough to join our, yeah, our strangers, weird little family. our weird little family. And yeah, what else do we got? Um, compl- it's cold. We haven't I complained com- about the weather <laughs> oh. yet. <laughs> oh, and uh, stay safe, our listeners on the East Coast, because they're getting, they're getting pummeled nailed. this yeah. weekend with a, a huge storm. Huge snowstorm. I hear we're supposed to potentially get a storm next week. We'll see what happens, but we may get dumped on as well. Yeah, I'm a, surprised we haven't no, yet. we've had a real mild winter, but it's this been week it really was super cold. cold. Yes, yeah. really cold. Yeah. And I Today, know, I think, it, well, my computer doesn't tell me right now, but it's been like negative. And my heat sucks in my apartment. Oh, really? It's like an old fashioned heating system. It, mm-hmm. it blows. But no, or can, it doesn't blow. It like doesn't it blow. <laughs> it doesn't blow heat. That's for sure. But I can gauge how cold it is outside during the night because I always have water next to my bed. Mm. A, uh, oh, no. A bottle of water. And it's not frozen. Okay. But I'll drink say, it in oh the middle God, of the night. And I'm, like, oh, that's really, I'm like, that's really cold. I do have wow. a space heater. Okay. And that was another thing I was worried about when I had COVID that I couldn't smell if that was starting on fire. Oh, geez. So, yeah. yeah. But it's been super cold. Yeah, but it, it really hasn't has. been bad. I was worried about snow today because I always worry about mm-hmm. our winter episodes if it's going to snow and i can't come down here but so far so good so far so good what else do we have um oh hello i migrated the entire podcast oh, to Podbean. yeah, yeah. <laughs> just a minor detail <laughs> thank um, you so much for doing that because that was yeah, a lot of work it was and i i hope that everyone who was listening in season five is listening now because i mean i completely deleted everything off the old website because it was causing some problems for some people when they would look in at least the podbean app there were actually two feeds yeah. one was the old feed one was the new podbean awesome stepped in and deleted yeah. the old one for us and combined all the listeners which was great but if there's any sort of outlying app or something that people were listening to us through that was connected to our old website I'm hoping that if they can't find us, they'll Google us because yeah. it'll come up on Podbean. Yeah. We're on Stitcher, Podbean, Castbox, um, yeah, the iPhone it, it was app. Probably the easiest way to deal with that situation was yes. to get rid of the old feed. And here, this is a perfect example of why I wanted to move to pl- platforms because we had a technical issue and Podbean took care of it for yeah. us. We didn't really have anyone to help us with technical issues before. Like the fast fact that the whole first season and part of I think season two is Almost missing. Almost the whole first and second season were gone. <sighs> So uh, that's the next point. Kurt gave me all of those episodes on a thumb drive. So I will be systematically going in and re-adding them now onto Podbean. But my worry is that they're going to start showing up in everybody's feed as new episodes. Right. And I think what I'm going to have to do is every episode has like an advanced setting where I think I can figure out like how to post a certain order or have them dated or something. And so I'm going to have to, so it's going to probably be a little while before I get those old episodes up um, because like Kurt said, I don't want them to show up as new episodes. Uh, But until then you can go to Stitcher. They have all of our episodes back to the blue whale, our very first. And YouTube also has all of the episodes back to the first. So they're, they're out there on some platforms, just not on most. So we are working on getting that fixed. And I love Podbean. I'm, I'm, 
The stats are awesome. I know. I'm hooked on the stats, and I'm hooked on like who listens to us and where. Yes. So to our one listener in Singapore, I want to give you a special <laughs> shout out. Yeah. We love you. Yeah, we do love you. Thank you so much, Singapore listener, for what listening. What was the Kuwait? We have listeners yeah. in Kuwait. We have a lot of listeners in Kuwait. That was so like the strange. third or fourth. Yeah, we have a lot. But there's like Singapore. There were like a couple that just had one listener. Mm-hmm. So thank you, Singapore listener, yeah. and we love you. We're big in the UK, apparently. We are big in the UK. Yeah. So, um, and, and it's I, cool breaking it down by states and really seeing what cool. states. We're in every single state. Wow. I checked. We're in every single state. Um, Chris, and, we were talking before we recorded yeah. that we might get freaked out now because now we have better idea. Of I how think many people... we have much better stats now and we've been underestimating how many people yeah. actually listen. Yeah. Because the number of downloads I'm seeing just from January 8th is more than I was expecting yeah. to see. And so I think our old website just didn't yeah. keep and good stats. And most podcasters would be like, oh, we need more. Krista and I are like, oh, wow, that's a lot of people. <laughs> let's, let's record less. <laughs> just kidding. We're not going to do that. Uh, so, yeah, that's exciting. Yeah. So it went way better than I thought it was going to go. I figured everything out on my own that I thought I was going to need help with. So... I'm feeling pretty proud of myself. Oh, and I you was going to say, amazing. I, thank you. I started my math class this week as well, and did amazing there too. That is going surprisingly well. So one week down, and only wow. like eight more to go, or whatever it is. It's, so we're not going to really delve into it this episode. But speaking of old episodes, yeah, back yeah, yeah. in season four, episode five, it was called Stranger Suggestions, and we did I think three different Stranger Suggestions, and one of the suggestions we had was that someone named Matthew Thornton was mm-hmm. sending like these letters to people around the country and people were posting these on Reddit and being like, what's up with this? Who is this? Because they're really strange and because cryptic. Because they're, they're, they're cryptic, they're pretty. Yeah, and, uh, really interesting drawings. Yeah. So we did an episode about that. And then last week one oh, day, behold. Yeah, I went to our P.O. box and... You know, I reached, I looked in there and there were like three envelopes in there. And I'm like, wow. And I pulled them out and I'm like, these are really thick. What's in these? And I glanced at the name and I started walking out of the post office and I literally stopped in my steps. I'm like, wait, Matthew Thornton. And I'm looking at the envelopes and I'm like, oh my God, I think these are from him. Mm-hmm. And I sent the picture to Krista and Krista was like looking it up, like comparing the writing and stuff on yep. Reddit. And I think I sent it to Sophie and Corey and all those guys. And so, yeah, Matthew listens. He listens to us. So he sent us a voicemail. Yeah. So and the voicemail is because a couple or at least one person was like, oh, it's probably just a hoax. Someone's no. messing with you. But no. after the voicemail, yeah, this, no, is this is not a hoax. This and is I, him. Did, I did not open our three letters from him yet. Nope. That'll be a but, whole But episode. looking at them, you can see that it's legit. I mean, it's, I think it's, so too. even Sophie is like, yeah, it has all the stuff that he usually puts on his. Yep. The longitude and latitude. Yep. latitude so and what we're going to do is we're going to open those next episode and we're going to play the voicemail, but I have to edit some information out because yeah. he gives out like some information we don't want. Stuff. Yeah. We don't want getting out. out there. Yeah. So we're going to read those in the next episode, but... So Matthew? the next episode yeah. will be a mini mystery. It's going to be a mini mystery. That. We're going to open these and maybe talk about this a little bit. And then we're going to have another mini mystery. Yeah. So I'm bumping what was going to be the second episode to the third episode. Because it just can't wait. No. We've got all of, all of our followers on The Strangers and Instagram yeah. are totally psyched yeah, about Yeah, because we, ta- we talked about him. <laughs> yeah. But I think it's cool because it's, it's not really, really cool. it's not really a mystery anymore because it's it's he's a person. He's a real just, person. Yeah, he's a real person sending out these letters and wants to get his message out. So yeah. I just think that's cool. So we're going to discuss that next episode. Yep. Because we figured this one would also be a lot of just us reconnecting Getting after the up. holidays mm-hmm. and all that stuff. It's Yeah, Krista and I are both like, 
forget how we do this. I know we were. Because it's like, been so long since we recorded. Well, and I have a new laptop. I mentioned this in the. This will be in the unedited version too. But our coffee supporters have been very generous, and we were able to finally buy a new laptop for the podcast. Yeah, so Krista actually has more than thirty-two gigabytes of memory <laughs> to save stuff. So. I don't have to save the episode a hundred times to make yeah, sure. Yeah, just we don't to make sure it. that it doesn't <laughs> that it doesn't stop uh, recording. Um. So yeah, and. I have show notes now. I know that we need to set up the camera and I need to turn on the mic and yep. make sure the the card is in there and the, you know. And we're going to give a shout out next season. episode to the winner of our armchair treasure hunt, which in is the next awesome. Episode? In the next episode, okay. we're going to give a shout out to him. Um, he's going to get a signed, you, myself, and Corey are going to sign the, the show notes for that episode. Okay. So we're going to send him that, some stickers and stuff, and a gift card from cool. Amazon. When is Corey going to join us again? I don't know. He. That's why I That's why I wanted to keep on this pattern of weekends, because this is Corey's weekend off. Oh, okay. So uh, Good. Beth, that did our awesome shirts, our awesome Toy and Be Tile shirts, she solved it like the day after. Yeah. I, that's all why she, she was she sent disqualified. Me the, yeah, she sent me the picture of the place, and I was like, wow, that was just amazing. But people did really well with that. Mm-hmm. I'm surprised people got some, but we'll talk about more about that in the next episode. Mm-hmm. Um, what else we got? Taste test? Taste test. Okay, these, I feel like we we're need forgetting. to We need we have to shift packages. around. We have packages. And, oh, we have packages. Yeah. Are we saving some for We're next saving week? that bottom one because okay. that one might be from Brian Young and I know what that is. So do we need to open this top one? This one, I also know what it is. This was sent to us, I believe, remember he talked about it? Oh, from Brad. I can't find it now, but Brad sent us, uh, he sent me a message about it. We know what this is. He wanted us to taste test it, so but we've, yeah, right we've already okay. taste tested it, so we're saving this for visitors to the show oh. to try. Oh, it's the cotton candy. Yes. The pickle cotton it candy. It is the pickle cotton the candy. <gasps> this stuff is like, oh, we got two of them, yep. too. So, like when, a... so, oh my gosh. We want to have some, like, it wasn't you know, horrible. No, Corey's going to be back, so now Corey can try an actual fluffy Not one instead ho- of the the hard puck. Hockey puck. The hockey puck. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, you know, we would love to have Coleman come. Yeah, that'd be awesome. <coughs> a Wisconsinite. Yeah, Coleman. Oh, I got to sneeze now. Uh-oh. <coughs> Bless you. Thank you. Oh, COVID sucks. But yeah, we would love to have Coleman come because he's here. It would be cool. He'd be like our first stranger that we didn't know before we started. An actual an stranger. An actual stranger. Um, so the, strain, the visitors to the studio will get to try the pickle-flavored cotton They'll candy. They'll get to try it. I'm using air quotes. We're going <laughs> to make them try, try we're, we're it. Force them to we try should it. also make them try the dunder salt. <laughs> uh, so thank you so much, Brad. Um, this, I don't know what this is. Okay, let's... But that let's bottom one we're going to save because I believe that's the one that Brian Young from the always awesome Buffalo, New York. So this is Caroline Nicholas. At least we have a name. So, Brian, we will get to yours next it has, time. It's like Christmassy tape on it. Yeah, I think it was a Christmas gift. Um, I think I need our dagger. Brian, we will open yours next time to give proper shout outs to Buffalo, New York. I would really like to visit Buffalo. Yeah, it sounds cool. All right, ready? Ready. <sighs> Let's not start season six by lacerating my. <laughs> Let's see. Wow. Wait, maybe I don't even need this. <laughs> so much for that. <laughs> well, maybe I do. Oh, that's what I needed to do. Let's get it started. Sorry, riveting as always. Krista, Krista obviously didn't packages. spend our break practicing opening packages. <laughs> nope. Oh, but but, but her and Jim did an awesome job with the 
strange cellar. We yeah, have, we cleaned the place up. We have up. other whiteboards hanging up now, so... I vacuumed and dusted and I organized and got rid of all the empty boxes that were down here from all the amazing gifts that people send us. Um, wow, I'm really failing at this. This is going to be open by next Christmas. <laughs> there we go. At least the next episode. <laughs> I'll give it to Lucy. She'll just tear it open. <laughs> Lucy, t- Lucy was so happy to see me today. Oh, my God. Lucy <laughs> was beside herself. Ooh, what's happening here? Look at this fun little package. Okay. What is that? I don't know, but I'm going to take a picture before I dive into it. So our titillating 20 is probably going to be a little longer than 20 minutes, but hey, it's our show. We can do what we want. Okay. What? Look at this. That is so cool. It's like an actual... Oh, it's from Jeremy Ritter. Oh, I didn't know that they sent us something. Did I know that they sent us something else? No. Hill and Holler Herbal Cryptid Collection Gift Box. It's from Etsy. So the lady on yes. the box is probably who yeah, you read made that. it. <laughs> I can't read that. Oh, my. Oh, my. I need glasses. Wow. Um. Okay. So it says, thank you. This is from the lady who made yes. this. Okay. So it says, it has the coolest little stamp on it. It's like a wax Yeah, stamp. it's like an actual... That's so cool. Thank you so much for supporting my business. It means the world to me that you purchased this collection that I made to honor my home and Appalachian culture. I hope you enjoy these teas. Ooh, they're teas. I love teas. Me too. I've spent months perfecting the recipes, and I'm so excited to share them these with you. Along with my teas, I'm proud to present stickers from graphic designer... Ooh. Liz Pavlo, I can't read that last name. This is, okay. Liz is something of a local celebrity because of her adorable cryptid illustrations. <laughs> That's awesome. Oh, they are cute. Okay. You can check them out on Instagram at, and then she gives the keep on underscore creeping on. Keep, <laughs> keep on, on creeping, creeping on. on. I like that. <laughs> I do too. And on Etsy at Liz Pavlovic, Pavlavia Designs. I hope you enjoy your gift. Happy holidays and bright solstice. That's awesome. Candace Nicholas. That is That's awesome. Really cool. I'm going to take a picture. Oh, so here's the sticker. That's <laughs> the Mothman <laughs> doing like cool. a sexy pose. That's cool. Sexy Mothman. It says live, laugh, lurk. <laughs> that okay, is I'm awesome. Turn all upright and take a... This is so cool. Oh, Thank you. Beyond cool. Thank you so much, Jeremy. Okay. Um, How did we know it was from Jeremy? here oh so we have i'll take little pictures so white things blend um i can't read that wow thank you so much jeremy this is awesome i'm having a hard time i should have brought some glasses down here you have glasses on white things blend turmeric ginger tea Ooh, turmeric so good for you so is ginger mothman blend i can't read this this is awesome (laughs) you're gonna have to read all these they're really cute though chicory root and chocolate tea Ooh, oh we're gonna fight over that one <laughs> we'll have to taste these like during an episode is it like single yeah we could sip on these during like each episode that's what we're gonna do is it rubios Ru- rubios rubus that smells so good rubio rubios and peppermint tea mm. yeah let's smell these oh, wow that does smell good these. Yeah, these are actual teas. They're not even in a bag. No, it's loose tea. Yeah. And I just got a gift from a seminar I did that came with like a a loose tea cup. Raspberry green tea. Mm, Yum. Which one? What is the cryptid for that one? 
vegetable man. <laughs> Look at his picture. This is Bigfoot, so I can't read it. Probably musk. Smoked spruce, black Ooh, tea. That sounds good. So what we should do is every episode moving forward, we're going to oh, brew wow. this and drink it. Yeah. And review yes. it. Yep. Yeah, that sounds Let's perfect. Let's not forget to do that. <laughs> that sounds perfect. Thank you so much, Jeremy. Yeah, this is amazing. Yeah, these look cool. Just these tins are adorable. I'm glad they didn't put that, what's that one tea, Wyawiga? Ayahuasca. Ayahuasca. is <laughs> like a camp or something. No, it's a town in Wisconsin. Oh. I'm sure there's a camp too. Camp Doesn't Wyawiga. that just sound right, Camp Wyawiga? It does. Okay. okay, taste test. Taste test, wow. Thank you so much, Jeremy. Yeah, thank you, Jeremy. Okay, this first one is a drink from my lovely student... Emily, that I just adore. She gave us these last year. Oh, Mogu Mogu. Mogu. Strawberry juice with... Something. Something. So we have to set up the camera okay. and move positions. But okay. I'm going to take a picture. Did some? I see that light blinking. I think we're recording. Okay, sweet. I have the microphone turned on and plugged in and the lens cap is off. <laughs> okay. I feel like we're already <laughs> we're nailing good. this. I think we're good. <laughs> okay. Let me pour... Is this our only taste test? No, we have another one. I think there's chunks in that. It almost looks like chunks of... Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Fruit. So there's like fruity chunks. Shake it up. Oh, shoot. Hold on. Let me cover it again then. They look like they're suspended throughout the... Yeah, it's going to be like... It almost looks like pineapple or something. Thank or you strawberry. for giving me this stuff, Emily. She's such a sweet girl. I adore her. Oh, there are chunks it's in there. It's ploppy. It is very ploppy. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Usually I don't like my beverages ploppy. <laughs> okay. It smells, it smells good. really good. It does smell really good. Okay. Mogu Mogu, 25% strawberry juice with nada de coco. It says, gotta chew. Gotta chew. <laughs> gotta chew. Thank Cheers. Oh, that's really good. That is really good. It's like... I don't know what the fruit is, but it's good. It's like a really... It's like the fruit cocktail you get. Yes. Like, it's like a drinkable fruit cocktail. Yes, that's what it is. Like Jello, you mean? Yeah. That's mm, really good. That is super good. No, like the fruit cocktail you get... Mm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah, I don't know what the Like is. it would normally have peaches or pears or something in it. Mm. It's delicious, though. It's Nata de Coco, whatever that is. <laughs> I don't know what Nata de Coco is, but that's but the chewy good. parts. Those are the chewy parts. Mm. I would buy this to drink this. Mm-hmm. Mm. But it's weird drinking and it's eating at the same your time. <laughs> it's weird chewing your beverage. But it's delicious. I really like this. I'm yeah, giving this too. a 10. I'm, I'm seriously too. giving this a 10. This is like perfect. I feel like I'm eating fruit, so I feel like mm -hmm. it's kind of healthy. It's pretty sweet. Yeah, it is. So we're probably going to be talking real fast in a little bit, but yeah, that's okay. This is manufactured in Thailand. Mm. I love this. Mm. Thank you, Emily. 10 out of 10. Definitely. Chef's kiss from yep. Krista. Awesome. And this next Delicious. one is from Cora. She is my cousin's oh. daughter. Oh, yeah. I remember Cora. Hi, Cora. And I don't know how you feel about okay. this, but I'm going to love it. Okay. Because people are either hate this or love this. Okay. Coconut patties. Oh, I love coconut. Okay, good. Some, don't they look good? This looks really good. Jim <laughs> hates coconut. And some people do. Like some people, I talk to students that Not refuse to girl. eat like Almond Joy or <gasps> Mounds because it has coconut Monsters. in it. I know. And I love Monsters. coconut. I absolutely love coconut. Ooh, Taste of Paradise. I'm psyched about this. <laughs> okay, good. 
ripping it open with abandon. <laughs> you did rip that open with abandon. <laughs> sort of. Nope. I still now she's, I now she hit a rough <laughs> little rough patch there. <laughs> opening that. No Damn. more no more abandon. Well, I just swore. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> I actually have to break out the uh, skizzers. Where's the little thing? I don't want to ruin that so you can reseal it. I'm excited for this because I, I love coconut. I'm psyched about this. And chocolate. Coconut and chocolate. And looks like some are like mint flavor. Oh, key lime. Ooh, Captain Ooh. Coochie's key lime pies. Pina colada, key lime, and original. Do you think we should try one of each? I'm up for it if you are. I can it's, wash it down with it's my... It's the opening day of season six. <laughs> I can wash it down with my chunky beverage. If I ever get this thing open. How do we know what's... Oh, they're individually wrapped. Okay, let's just dump a bunch out. I, oh, they're not different colors, so yeah, I do don't you know. know. You don't, I guess. I was going to try one. I mean, some have like a yellow tint to them. I'm just going to try one. These look really good. I guess I'll try what looks like an original one. Let me take a picture of that. Come experience the taste of paradise with Anastasia, makers of premium tropical confections since 1984. Our mini coconut patties are made with the same unique time-tested recipes as our full-size coconut patties. These bite-sized treats will transport you to a tropical paradise with every creamy, chocolatey bite. Well, I'm sold. Yeah. You had me a coconut. I don't know if anyone, oh, oh, anyone can see that. Let me pull mine out and show it to the camera. Oh, it smells so good. Ready? I'm ready. Oh, wow. Mm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm. I, I really like it. I expected the coconut to be more shreddy. Mm-hmm. Like you get inside of a mouth. I prefer bar. it like this, actually. I don't. I like it, sh- I like like it, it shreddier. Chunkier. I like shreddier. My, I like it shreddier. I wish I could tell like what the different kinds were, because I'd be interested in the key lime pie one. Oh, I'm but... trying another one. Are you? Yep. Oh, my God. Mm, that was really good. That was really I good. I mean, let me see that. It looks like it has a slightly different color to it. Two pieces is 130 calories, though. Dang. That is Dang. really good. It is delicious. That's another ten. <laughs> we got yeah. Start our season ki- with two ten. Start our season with two tens. We're killing it so far. This one tasted just like the first one. No, there's a, it's kind of. Oh my god, that's good. I think this is a pina colada one, but mm. it's really subtle. Mm-hmm. Oh, mm. That is so good. Mm-hmm. Dang. Mm-hmm. Mm. Starting off the first day. Oh my god, pretty that's darn good. good. Definitely, right. both are ten out of tens. Yeah. Thank, thank you Ooh, so much, wow. Emily and Cora. Oh my god. Thank you. That was a good breakfast. I gotta stop eating before I come here because I can just eat here. <laughs> oh well, thank god. you, ladies. Thank you, Emily and Cora. Yeah. Oh my god, those were. We both started so good. off season six pretty strong. Okay, I'm ready. Are we back? I think we're back. I mean, we were never gone. But what time? How much? What time are we looking we're at? We're at 38 minutes already. 38. <laughs> yeah. But, Brother. like I said, keep in mind that's unedited. And yeah. if our titillating 20 was a little longer than 20 It, it was a season premiere. It was a season we premiere. Because we still got to do the our so, first side session after this. I'm going to try to not get teary during the, our side oh, session. No. I might get teary. It's another tearjerker. <laughs> it's it's about a doggy. Anyth- anytime something's about a doggy. Is the dog okay? Not now anymore, but it was. Okay. At the time of the At the, the time story, it the dog was, was okay? yes. Okay. Yep. All right. I'm good. I'm good. Uh, okay. Everything's good. Jumping into our main topic, which we put this up on the 
strangers for you guys to vote on. Oh, that's right. We and everybody went. I didn't think this was going to get. That, I voted for this. I didn't episode. think this was going to get that many votes. It, it is doppelgangers. Yes. Um, Very exciting. I couldn't really find a whole lot about actual doppelgangers, but mm-hmm. got a lot of creepy Reddit stories. More about people's personal experiences. Yeah. So which a, I find fascinating. A doppelganger is defined as a double of a living person. It comes from a combination of two German words, and it means double walker or double goer. Double walker is actually really creepy if you think (laughs) about it. It's creepy, yeah. Although some people use the term doppelganger to mean someone who just kind of looks like another person. So that's, you know, because there's all these things with celebrity doppelgangers and stuff. I have one, and we can talk about that. An actual doppelganger is an exact double right down to the way you speak, move, and dress. If a close friend or a family member saw them, they would swear it was you, Mm -hmm. and that's creepy. There's some creepy stories coming up later. Okay. Traditionally, seeing a doppelganger is an omen of bad luck and misfortune, and seeing your doppelganger three times means you're going to die. Oh, well, okay. According to an April 1st, 2020 article on ancientorigins.net. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> According to an April 1st, 2020 article on ancientorigins.net, quote, they were generally considered omens of bad luck or even signs of impending death. Hmm. A doppelganger seen by a person's relative or friend was said to signify that illness or danger would befall that person, while seeing one's own doppelganger was said to be an omen of death. Some accounts of doppelgangers, sometimes called the evil twin, suggest that they might attempt to provide advice to the person they shadow, but that this advice can be misleading or malicious. They may also attempt to plant sinister ideas in their victim's mind or cause them confusion. For this reason, people were advised to avoid communicating with their own doppelganger at all costs. That's a safe, I, yeah, yeah, I just feel like if I saw a replica of myself, I would not talk to her. No. I'd be screaming and running. An exact replica. Direction. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Although the term doppelganger came into use in the late 18th century. Or I'd be like, hey, my butt does look good in those jeans. <laughs> <laughs> it would be so weird like, It'd running be so into your weird. own exact double. It'd be very strange. Although the term doppelganger came into use in the late 18th century, the idea of lookalikes goes back to the beginning of recorded history. In ancient, and uh, fans of the Dark Tower will appreciate this, mm-hmm. in ancient Egyptian mythology, a ka, K-A, was a tangible spirit double having the same memories and feelings as the person to whom the counterpart belongs. In one Egyptian myth entitled The Greek Princess, an Egyptian view of the Trojan War, a ka of Helen was used to mislead Paris of Troy, helping to stop the war. Hmm. Norse folklore describes entities known as Vardogir, ghostly beings that preceded their living counterparts, taking their places at various activities and performing their actions in advance. The spirit with the subject's footsteps, voice, scent, or appearance, and overall demeanor precedes them in a location or activity, resulting in witnesses believing they've seen or heard the actual person before the person physically arrives. Hmm. And there's a, there's stories about that that, you know... So it's almost like a... Premonition? Or like you've you've projected your your yeah. How can I say it? Like it's a projection spirit. of yeah. yourself before you actually get there. That's weird. Yeah, and I never thought about that. We have that in some other stories that we're gonna okay. read. Um, people from the Orkney Islands in Scotland feared small fairy-like creatures called trows. T r o w s. According to legend, trows would give birth to children who were apt to be sickly. 
Pregnant women were carefully guarded from the trolls who would often be said to steal healthy human babies and replace them with their own children known as changelings who would transform into exact replicas of the stolen children. So changelings, that's like a whole thing. Yeah. We could probably do a yeah. mini mystery on that. English and Irish literature of the 18th and 19th century speaks of the fetch, an ethereal double whose appearance, like the doppelganger, signaled death. Many Native American creation myths likewise provide for the role of dualistic twins. Some Indian uh, legends refer to the twins who are called the child of the sun and the child of the water. A lot of Native Americans believe in duality between the upper world and the underworld and that whatever is happening here in the upper world, the opposite is happening in the underworld. Hmm. So it's it's interesting to As me that's above, so, so yeah, that's so many going back so many different yeah regions and groups have some, had, version, have some of version of an evil twin or mm-hmm. a double so it is is it always is the theme that it's always a a sinister no i've okay. seen ones that said it's good that it's okay. good luck to run into your uh you know you can get advice from them oh so it's it for the most part though it's it's said to be bad to run into your own doppelganger okay. not so good the word doppelganger was introduced by German author Jean-Paul in his 1796 novel, Sabenkis. The plot features the protagonist, Sabenkis, exchanging identities with his friend and lookalike, Leibgeber. That's his name. Ironically, Jean-Paul invented two words to describe doubles. Doppelganger, which was used to name an uncanny lookalike, while the actual word doppelganger was used to describe a meal in which two courses were served at the same time. The <laughs> distinction the distinction didn't last long. I prefer the second one. Yes, why. The <laughs> distinction didn't last long following the novel as doppelganger. The other one had a T in it. Doppelganger was suppo- like was or, doppelt was originally okay. the lookalike. Okay. Doppelganger was when you got served spaghetti and chicken, apparently, at the same time. <laughs> But the distinction didn't last long after the novel, the word doppelganger assumed the default term for any sort of double. And fiction has so many examples of doppelgangers in it. And it's it's a really symbolic thing used to show the darker traits of a person. Hmm. You know, your shadow like, side? Yeah, like your shadow side. Okay. It's like Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde. It's like mm-hmm. that kind of thing where it's showing you the duality of humans. One of the earliest and most famous artistic depictions of doppelgangers comes from the 1851 sketch and 1864 watercolor called, quote, How They Met Themselves by Dante Gabriel Rossetti. In the painting, two medieval lovers are walking through the woods at twilight when they encounter their doubles who glow supernaturally. I want to see that. I I might have seen that painting Mm. in the past, but I kind of want to see it again. The recent popularity of doppelganger-related topics, such as twinning, celebrity lookalikes, etc., may in part be due to social media, which has allowed participants to present a different digital version of themselves to the public. And that's, you know, like, now that there's social media, so many pictures are out there of people that it's easier now for people to, like, stumble across somebody that looks just like them. I think there's a website for that, too. There is. For people, and I've seen pictures of these people, and they are, like, identical. Yep. Uh, It's crazy to me that they're not related, and yet they are identical. I have one in here towards the end. Uh, Twinstrangers.net is one of those where you can go there and upload your picture and find somebody that looks like you. So creepy. I don't want And that. also super fascinating. Yeah. I want to look at other people's. I don't want to upload mine though. <laughs> like I feel out. like I feel like I'm unique looking. Mm. 
you know i feel like i'm that well i feel like a plain jane but also like i've never met anyone who looks like me but i have seen a photo of someone who yeah you can talk about that now if you want so i was when i was in manitowoc actually i used to work there i was getting physical therapy for my knee Mm -hmm. and this lady who worked at the clinic i was at came up to me and she's like every time i see you i i don't know if it was her cousin but she's like, I keep thinking you're my cousin. She's like, I cannot believe how much you look like her. She actually brought a photo in of her like the next time I saw her and made a copy of it and gave it to me. And I showed it to Jim and he's like, he thought it was me in the photo. Really? He looked at the photo <laughs> and he's like, so that's a picture weird. of you. Who are you with? And I'm like, that's not me. <laughs> I mean, she, I had shorter hair at the time and her hair was even shorter. It was, it was actually really, really strange how, how much she looked like me. Especially being in the same town, like somebody yeah. in the same town that yeah. you're, you know, you don't, you don't live in Manitowoc, but and for so, a total stranger to feel like she has to tell me this, like yeah. I, the resemblance was really uncanny. Yeah. So. But it would be weird to meet this person. Totally. Like I couldn't imagine going to coffee with somebody that looks just like me because I think that would freak me out. It like, would a little bit. It would be, it would make me dizzy or something. So most reports of doppelgangers are probably cases of mistaken identity or someone who just kind of looks like you. But this explanation becomes harder to accept when this double is seen by a person's closest friends, siblings, and parents. Plus, how likely is it that someone would have the exact same haircut and clothes as is so often reported? Mm. You know, and that's the thing is that... That would be weird. Like, there's like people that kind of look like you, but when you have somebody that kind of looks like you that dresses and has the same exact mannerisms Yeah, of that's you, weird. That's weird. That's, and that's a creepy. different level. Yep. A January 7th, 2018 article on Mysterious Universe called, quote, Sinister Encounters with Evil Doppelgangers says, quote... Although the doppelganger is not always equated to death and misery or being harbingers of doom, it often is, and such tales of malevolent doubles tend to be very numerous in these stories. Such tales of more malicious spirit doubles tend to share several commonalities. For instance, these entities are often said to exude some form of negative energy or vibe, such as heavy feelings of fear, dread, or panic, regardless of whether they actually behave in a threatening manner. They will often hide their faces, covering them with their hair or hats, or otherwise try to remain in the shadows or obscure themselves somehow. But if they are seen, it's said that their eyes will often exhibit a sinister quality, or they will sport a maniacal or insane grin. (laughs) That's a definite yuck. They will almost never directly interact with or speak with their double, except to extend some ill will or lure them into danger. Chris is not liking that. No. Just the idea is so creepy. Yeah, like the idea, like it's a like always been like a freaky idea of me to be like on a crowded street and like down the street see yourself, see myself looking at me with like an evil smile. <laughs> like that's that's always been like a weird image. Good idea for a movie, though. In my, yeah, <laughs> I'm sure that exists well, somewhere. It bothers me because like so many of these articles I looked at talked about the the, the scary movie Us that came out a couple years ago Us. and I want to see it, but I don't know where I can watch it. Have you tried it's to by, find it on like no, it's Prime? No, it's by, the, I can't think of his name, but he's the one that did the movie Get Out. Oh, that's a great movie. Oh, Us. I've seen it. Oh, is it good? <laughs> it, it's really, really good. The beginning is very creepy. The ending is not even remotely ex- what I was expecting, but overall, I still really enjoyed the movie. It's very creepy. Yes, same. Jordan Peele. Yes, Jordan Peele. He, I love his movies. Like I didn't, I've never seen any of his. There movies. There is a level of just like creepiness <laughs> that he he just nails it. Like Get Out, I know what happens because I read it on Wikipedia, it's but I never saw too. the movie. That's very but, good. Uh, I like all these articles reference the movie Us, okay. so I kind of want to yeah. see it. 
So I have no idea what it's about, but it's obviously something to do with people's doubles, yes, senior doubles. But now we're going to start looking at some famous stories of doubles. Okay. And the first one, I don't know if I would call this a doppelganger, is Abraham Lincoln. In an 1895 book by Noah Brooks called Washington in Lincoln's Time, the book says, and these are Lincoln's exact words as he told Brooks about what happened. It says, quote, it was just after my election in 1860 when the news had been coming in thick and fast all day and there had been a great hurrah, boys, so that I was well tired out and went home to rest, throwing myself down on a lounge in my chamber. Opposite where I lay was a bureau with a swinging glass upon it. And looking so in that, a mirror? Yeah. Okay. And looking into that glass, I saw myself reflected nearly at full length. But my face, I noticed, had two separate and distinct images, the tip of the nose of one being about three inches from the tip of the nose of the other. I was a little bothered, perhaps startled, and got up and looked in the glass, but then the illusion vanished. On lying down again, I saw it a second time, plainer if possible than before, and I noticed that one of the faces was a little paler, say five shades, than the other. I got up and the thing melted away, and I went off, and in the excitement of the hour forgot all about it. Nearly, but not quite, for the thing would once in a while come up and give me a little pang as if something uncomfortable had happened. When I went home again that night, I told my wife about it, and a few days afterward, I made the experiment again when, with a laugh, sure enough, the thing came back again. But I never succeeded in bringing the ghost back after that, though I once tried very industriously to show it to my wife, who was somewhat worried about it. She felt it was a sign that I was to be elected to a second term of office, and the paleness of the other face was an omen that I should not see through that term. Mm -hmm. So that's, that's kind of what happened. Mind. That's kind of what happened. Mm -hmm. And that's what she thought, that that showed that he was going to die in office the second time. Mm. That's interesting. That is, but I don't see that as being a doppelganger. Like a doppelganger to me is a real life, an actual, an flesh, actual and flesh and blood yeah. person or creature or whatever it is. Mm. But that, that always came up in my stuff. And then okay. there's Purse Bish Shelley, who was a... <laughs> I'm laughing at Purse Bish Shelley. Well, that's what it is. Percy, Percy, B-Y-S-S-H-E okay. Shelley. Percy gotcha. Bish Shelley. <laughs> he, he was a like a, a famous writer. Okay. On July 8th, 1822, the English poet Percy Bysh Bish... <laughs> Yeah, Percy know. B. Percy B. I like that. <laughs> On July 8th, 1822, the English poet Percy B. Shelley drowned in the Bay of Spezia. Spezia. On August 15th, while staying at Pisa, Percy's wife, Mary Shelley, who wrote Frankenstein, yes. wrote a letter to Maria Gisborne in which she relayed Percy's claims to her that he had met his own doppelganger. She writes that in the early hours of June 23rd, Percy had a nightmare about the house collapsing in a flood and said, quote, Talking it over the next morning, he told me that he had many visions lately, that he had seen the figure of himself which met him as he walked onto the terrace, and this figure said to him, quote, How long do you mean to be content? Not very terrific words and certainly not prophetic of what has occurred, but Shelley had often seen these figures when ill. Hmm. But yeah, so he ran into his double that said, how long do you mean to be content? And I have no idea what that means. So, it, it, I mean, to me, it says you're happy, you're happy now, but yeah. how long do you think this is going to last? Yeah, yeah, that could hmm. be. How long do you mean to be yeah, content? Yeah, not a very positive message. No. Yeah, he said he walked onto the terrace and this figure was there and said that to him. Also in June, a month before he drowned, their friend, Jane Williams, said she had it been... feels like a premonition though. Yeah, exactly. 
Jane Williams said that she had been standing at a window and saw clear as day Percy Shelley walk by, followed a few seconds later by himself. The alley he was walking in was a dead end, so there was no way he could have looped back around. Hmm. So she saw That's weird. him, and then a couple seconds later, she saw him walk by the same way again. And other than ducking and going back under the right. window and popping up for like a practical <laughs> joke. Right. So that's just weird. That, that is weird. That, you and know, he was he alive saw, at the time. Yeah. yeah he okay. saw himself that one time and he said, how long do you mean to be content? And then his wife and then saw Jane, him. No, their friend Jane oh. Williams saw okay. him walk by the window and then a couple seconds or a minute later or whatever saw, saw him, him walk by again. Yeah, that's weird. And now we have Johann Wolfgang von Goethe, who was an author that I had a class about when I was in college. Born on August 28th, 1749, this German novelist and poet seems to be one of the rare lucky souls that did not have a negative experience while seeing his doppelganger. Goethe is most notably known for his play Faust, which is often considered one of the greatest works of German literature. While in France, Goethe endured a heartfelt goodbye with a young lady by the name of Frederica. Shortly after, he left on his horse heading back towards home, and as he ambled along, he noticed a man on horseback approaching him from the opposite way. As he got closer, Goethe was alarmed to find that it was himself wearing an outfit of gray and gold that the real Goethe did not recognize. The poet shook himself to get his bearings, and then the doppelganger quickly disappeared. Eight years later, Goethe found himself on the very same road, traveling once again to visit his lady friend Frederica. As he made his journey, he realized that, by chance, he was wearing an outfit of gray and gold, the exact attire that he had seen on his twin apparition. He had become the very doppelganger he saw nearly a decade prior. Huh. That's weird. That's almost like a time glitch or something. Goethe reflected on this incident in his writings, and he found that, all in all, he found the experience to be rather a soothing one, as though seeing his doppelganger so many years before meant that he was traveling on the right path of life. Hmm. It so is almost like two timelines intersecting Yeah, it's something. like two, two timelines intersecting, hmm. like seeing yourself. Weird. Yeah, that is weird. There's another one with Catherine the Great. Catherine II, more famously known as Catherine the Great, was Russia's longest-standing female ruler. She reigned from 1762 until her death in 1796. Catherine the Great became Russia's empress when her husband, Peter III, of the Romanov family, was assassinated. In 1796, Catherine was woken up by one of her shocked servants who claimed that they had just seen her sitting in the throne room. Puzzled, she got out of bed and decided to see for herself what the commotion was about. When she entered the throne room, she saw an exact replica of herself sitting on the throne. Her doppelganger seemed very tranquil in demeanor. Nevertheless, Catherine ordered her sentries to shoot the apparition. <laughs> <laughs> no information. She looks could, real peaceful. Kill her kill, at once. <laughs> kill her at once. No information could be found about whether or not the doppelganger vanished after being shot at. But Catherine the Great died of a stroke a few weeks after this Ooh, incident. Hmm. So yeah, I thought that was funny Maybe too. Maybe she when killed I read it. herself doing it's that. Like, oh look, that's me. She looks so peaceful. Kill her. Off with her head. <laughs> so yeah, that's weird. <laughs> And now we get to this. I wonder if she would have said it had not killed her if she ha- would not would have not died, have died of a died stroke. Of a stroke. Mm. It's very possible. And it's we'll weird that all know. these people are seeing these doppelgangers like before they die. Mm-hmm. Like so, you ever see a double Krista? Start thinking about stuff. Go to the hospital and get checked out. Yeah. Uh, Make this, better choices. This story showed up a lot in all my stuff, and this is the story of Emily Sagi or Emily Sagi S A G E E. Don't know. I'm going to say Sagi. Sure. Emily Sagi. 
Emily Segi was born in Dijon, France in 1813, and her story comes to us from a book called Footfalls of the Boundary of Another World by Robert Dale Owen, published in 1860. According to Dale Owen, he learned of the strange story of Emily Segi from Julie von Goldenstube, the daughter of Baron von Goldenstube, who had been a school child at the boarding school called, I'm not even going to try to pronounce that, in present-day Latvia in 1845. Hey, we have listeners in Latvia, don't we? We do. We do. It is the Pensanat von Nulwicki. Sure. Yep. Heard of it. It was in this year that Julie became friends with Emily, who had recently joined the school as a teacher. Apparently, the 32-year-old teacher was splendid, drawing in and famous with students and partners the same. It was astonishing in this manner that in the 16 years that she had been in the teaching field, Emily had worked at 18 different schools or institutions. However, the reason behind her fast turnover of bosses didn't take long to introduce itself. While teaching a class of 17 students, Emily had her back to the students writing on the board when, to the horror of her students, a duplicate M- Emily out of nowhere showed up next to the teacher mimicking her movements. Blah. <laughs> at the point what year was this 1860 or something 18 uh it had to be around 1860 yeah okay yeah so she would they she'd be writing on the board and all of a sudden her double would appear next to her doing the same movements that she was doing and she wouldn't see it but her students would yeah so yeah and then uh there was one time when a teacher came in the room and the students were there, and Emily was in there. Emily walked and sat down as though assuming control over the class. The horrible thing was the students before long understood that Emily was still outside planting. Ah. So frightening as the vision of Emily too probably had been, a couple of ladies gallantly moved towards the fandom, and one even touched it, saying that her hand went through it like it was a web. Ooh, weird. Like yeah. ectoplasm? Yeah. Yep. Most commonly, however, Emily 2 would appear next to Emily 1, imitating her movements, such as when eating or teaching her class. Hmm. On one occasion, Emily was helping a pupil with a costume she wanted to wear to an event. When the student glanced down to see how Emily was getting on with the adjustments, she was stunned to find two Emilys working on the dress. She promptly passed out from shock. Apparently, Emily had no explanation for her doppelganger. She never saw it herself and had no control over it. People did note, however, that whenever her twin put in an appearance, the real Emily became pale and lethargic, as though the apparition needed some energy from yeah, her to appear. That's weird. Yeah, it seemed as though her double needed to sap her energy in order to be able to manifest itself. Unfortunately for her, students found the ghostly twin so upsetting that many parents started to remove their children from the school. As a consequence, the principal had little option but to fire Emily. Poor Emily. Thus ended Emily's 19th job in less than 17 years. Sadly, as the source of the story, Julie von Goldenstube therefore had no further contact with her former teacher, and we have no idea what became of Emily Seiji and her unwanted sidekick. Weird. What's weird is that there were so many yeah. witnesses. So what are we to make of this strange and perplexing tale? The easiest explanation is simply that it's not true and that it was a work of fiction made up by either Julie von Goldenstube or Robert Dale Owen. Sure. Owing to the passage of almost 200 years, we are unlikely to find out for certain one way or the other. Mm. But this is a common story that shows up when you look up doppelgangers okay. is Emily Seiji. And so I don't know. This guy could have just made it up to sell books, mm-hmm. you know, because it sounds what was the name of his book. Uh, it's a very nice title. It was a very nice title. It was. That we can't remember. <laughs> Footfalls of the Boundary of Another World. Yeah. So it's obviously it's like about nice. ghosts and yeah. stuff. So. We don't know, but there are people that say it's legit. There are people that say it's not so legit. So this was just one story within a bunch of stories in that book? Or was the yeah, whole I book think it was apparently it? one story like in a bunch of okay. stories. But 
you look up a lot of websites they're going to talk about Emily Sagey and say that this was legit. Okay. Some people say it's not. We have no way to prove it either no. way. Nope. Or disprove it. Uh, one area that's supposed to have a lot of doppelgangers, surprisingly, and I did not know this, is Waverly Hill Sanatorium in Louisville, Kentucky, which mm. is on all the ghost shows. I mean, it's yeah. supposed to be big time haunted. It's a bucket list. Yep. Many people, including paranormal investigators, have had experiences there with doppelgangers. Most of the stories coming out of Waverly Hills on the doppelganger phenomena are where they see another member of their team down the hallway and it's not that person. Sometimes they have interacted with the person and other times they've only seen the person down the hall. Upon talking with the actual person in question, the person was nowhere near the location where their double was spotted. This reminds me... That would me, creep me out if I was... Yeah. This yeah. reminds me of... um, Was it House on Haunted Hill? It was like the newer version that came out in the 90s. Yeah. Tay Diggs. Yeah. So she was in the basement and she saw him and he falls and he gives Into her this the water. creepy like, look. Yeah. yeah. And then she's trying to get him out and then he's standing in the doorway like, what are you doing? I still love that movie. It's a great movie. I love it. That it's just, the doctor it's, doing it, the herky-jerky walk. The doctor walk. doing the herky-jerky walk. It's got that it's weird really thing where the, creepy. where the dude is thrown into that thing and the then spinning it's spinning thing. and it's it does the animation thing of the yep. guy dribbling the ball. It's a really good balance between ha- having some kind of funny parts yeah, and like being, being goofy. It's like creepy. goofy, over-the-top goofy, but it's also super creepy. Yes. Um, that is a great movie. Yeah, that's got that one scene where that girl sees the guy looking around the corner oh, yeah. down the hall yes. at her and all of a sudden it zooms up and it's like right in her face. Yes. <laughs> that was like a big jump It's like scare. all of our favorite creepy things in one movie. But yeah, the herky-jerky walk, mm-hmm. the herky-jerky ghost walk Gets is always me every a good time. one. Um, yeah, but that that's where... I know what you're talking about where the guy fell into the water mm-hmm. or the goop or whatever that was. After he gave her this like really creepy yeah. look. But yeah, so that's what I got for doppelgangers hmm. as far as non-story stuff. Mm-hmm. There's there's not a ton of Just it like out there. Just like history on Yeah, it. there's not a ton of it out there, which kind of surprised me. Except on Reddit. Except now we get to Reddit. <laughs> and these this wasn't like uh, creepypasta, the subreddit creepypasta sure. or no sleep where these it's made up stuff. Telling... These were like people would say, does anybody have any like, legitimate experiences with doppelgangers? And these were some of the better... Um, Stories that I, I got. I mean, they could all be made up. It I don't is think Reddit. I'm going to say the, the users' names, though, because I don't want to do that, because I feel like sometimes they get mad at that. Oh, I don't know. I have know. their names, but I'm not going to use Has them. Has anyone ever given us feedback? Nobody's like... given us feedback, but I've seen people complain when podcasts use their names and stuff, so I'm not going to do that. You think they'd be mad that you used their story, story without giving them credit, though? That's why Good point. I... If I have their name, I'll say their name. Okay. okay I well... just don't want yeah. anybody nope, to be mad it. at us for that. This one is from user Geobytes. I mean, it's never their real name. No, I know. This is from user Geobytes. Geobytes. I remember one Sunday morning, my brother and I were watching Card Captor Sakura on TV, and someone knocked on our door. Is that a cartoon or something? Yeah. Okay. We lived in an apartment that was empty. The owner hadn't rented the second floor. It was a two-bedroom apartment, a kitchen, and a bathroom by the door. And a small apartment, but a big window that faces out the front door. So when I heard someone knock, I checked the window and saw my father, and I was going to open the door and let him in. When I went to unlock the door, my mother pulled me away and screamed at me not to open it because I don't know who it was. I told her, it's just dad. She freaks out, goes to the window, and then checks the peephole. She starts to get terrified, and she says, go up to the farthest room of the apartment and do not come out. She goes and wakes up my dad, who (gasps) is sleeping in bed. My dad gets up angry and confused. We told him what we saw, and the man was still knocking on the door. My dad screams, who is it? There was no answer. My dad yells, he's going to call the cops, and nothing. Was it the middle of the night or something? No, Why I think it was during the out? day. 
I think it was just a, it seems like a lot of overreaction for just a knock at the door though. But they know it's their dad and their the dad is inside. Yeah. Too? Yeah. Oh, they know okay. it's the dad and the dad's inside sleeping. That's weird. And the dad is like threatening to call the cops, but just knocks keep coming. We saw while my dad was busy screaming at him that the man was still standing just outside the front door. So my mom took us to the farthest room from the door while my dad got ready to open the door holding a metal bat. Once he opened the door, the man was instantly gone. My dad goes out looking everywhere around the apartment. The apartment door was a heavy metal door and always was heard when someone comes in and out, but we heard nothing that morning nor nothing when my dad opened the door. We heard no footsteps either, but my mother, brother, and I saw a man that looked exactly like my father but was not him. Hmm. That's really creepy. That is. Didn't we just have a story or some situation that we read about that was about a doppelganger? Am I imagining this? Someone said that some they were having like a meal up in their apartment or house and somebody had to go into the basement yes, to get ice yes, cream yes and their yeah. dad was sitting there in the dark not talking yeah. or and then they went back upstairs and they yes. were up there what was that was that a listener story i don't remember if that was a listener story or not i hope i don't have it in here too to read that again <laughs> now that you say that Whoa. it totally i totally remember that Mandela i think that effect. might be in here so i'm gonna have to look at that <laughs> but yeah that was like a doppelganger thing where their dad was sitting on the and didn't say anything yeah and they yeah. were sitting in the dark yeah which is even creepier yeah and then when they went upstairs, they were in the kitchen. Like, well, what are you doing? Yeah. Well, that's creepy. <laughs> it is. This story is from, this is why I don't say the name sometimes. This is from user Elephant Menstruation. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> One time when my daughter and I first moved into our house, it was a weekend and she asked me to go get her. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, use a name, Kurt. What's wrong with you? <laughs> One time when me and my daughter first moved into the house, it was a weekend and she asked me if she could go to her friend's house and play. Because it was 8, 8 a.m. on a Saturday morning, I told her, sure, get her coat together. I gave her some money, said goodbye, and she left. I went back to sleep for a couple of hours and then woke up and started cleaning like I always do on weekends. I was in the bathroom cleaning the toilet with my music on and suddenly I heard the front door open and close. I just assumed it was my daughter and I knew it was my daughter when I saw the blur of her pink winter coat walk by the bathroom door. It was a fluffy ski coat, so I heard it too, her arms moving against mm-hmm. it as she passed. I already don't like this. I said, hey, what are you doing home? She didn't answer me, so I just assumed she didn't hear me. She was in her room for maybe 30 seconds, and I saw her walk past the bathroom again, and I asked her if she was leaving again. She didn't answer. I said loudly, be home before supper, I love you, and I heard her whisper, I love you too, and then the door closed. <gasps> I realized that I had trash that I could take out to the trash can while she was home, so I went to the front door to catch her and realized that her house key lanyard was still on the table beside the door and the deadbolt was locked. My house key on my car keychain was on the table too, but the deadbolt that has to be locked with the key from the outside was locked. I opened the door to look outside and no one was there. I kind of thought that maybe she stayed home, so I looked around the house for her. She was nowhere to be found. I checked the back door and the deadbolt was on that door too. When I called her, she told me that she was playing with her friend and had been building a snowman all day. I asked her if she'd been home, and she said no. I asked again if she was playing a joke on me, and she just said no. She said she didn't take her house key, but didn't think it was a big deal because she knew I'd be home when she got home. I still couldn't figure out how she locked the deadbolt, so I asked her that. She told me that she had locked the bottom lock only. At this point, she was starting to get scared, so I played it off as a misunderstanding, told her I loved her and would see her when she got home. I still don't know who or what it was that walked by the bathroom door, and I have no clue or whatever locked the deadbolt without the key. The only keys that exist to unlock our doors were sitting on the table right by our door. To this day, I still believe it was my daughter's doppelganger. We had many experiences in that house with ghosts after that day. It got bad enough at one point that I purchased a bigger bed because my daughter wouldn't sleep in her room without me. 
We eventually moved, and I blame it partially on that damn house. I was never really scared, but my daughter was, and it was a helpless feeling. The creepiest part of that story... Whispering I love you back. ...is yeah. whatever that was, whispering <laughs> yeah. I love you. Yeah. Like, that is creepy. Yep. Like, oh, I better... I better make this seem legit, so I'm going to say it back. But yeah. I wonder if she had spoken out loud, it would have sounded like her daughter. Maybe that's what I don't they know. whispered. I don't know. Oh, that's creepy. This next one is from the user, I am not a robot. Good to know. They said, when I was a teenager, I used to hit up a bookshop in my hometown every other weekend. The owners and the cashiers got used to seeing me, although we never learned each other's names. There was this one cashier who I guess spent a lot of time downstate at the beach. And every time I went to the shop, she'd always mention seeing me down there. The thing is, I don't go to the beach that often, especially during the summer because of the stupid tourists. At first, I figured it was someone who just kind of resembled me from afar. Fat, pig-faced, pale, frizzy hair, and bad skin. I'm not exactly unique. But then she started getting adamant that she saw me. She saw this girl in the kind of places that I would hang out on the rare occasions that I did go to the beach. The arcade, that weird shop that sold patches, and the discount piercing shop. This girl never strayed from places Discount that... Discount piercing shop? Yeah. Avoid this, that place. This girl never strayed from places that interested me. It got weirder when she started describing this girl as wearing one-of-a-kind articles of clothing and accessories that I have that I own but have never worn to a bookshop. So, huh. yeah. I was 100% weirded out one day, one Saturday, right before the shop closed for good. I walked in, and the cashier looked at me and said, oh, did you forget something? I asked her what she meant, and she said, you were just in here five minutes ago. And, of course, I hadn't been there for like two weeks. I told her this, and she insisted it was me. She said the girl looked just like me all the way down to the clothes that I was wearing that day. That's so, so weird. That's weird. Well, who would be more freaked out by that? The cashier talking to you or you? You. I, you know what I, I mean? would. Yeah, because the cashier would may probably thought she was just Playing like a joke making or a joke or pulling her chain or whatever. Mm. You know, so, so bizarre. Bonus story. When I was about 12, I was at that same bookshop with my dad. We were in the spirit, spirituality slash occult section when this woman came up behind my dad, put her hand on his back and said something like, hey, babe, did you find that book you were looking for? The woman was not an employee. She looked up at my dad and her eyes all of a sudden got wide and she said, oh my God, you look just like my husband, but something's off. You're all wrong. She sounded like she was in a trance. Then she walked away and we never saw her again, probably on drugs or something, but it was freaky. (laughs) That's weird. (laughs) Yeah. Yep. I think stuff like that happens at... And well, the so, thing is, like, it's one thing if somebody tells me, oh, I saw somebody in here that looked just like you. But if somebody's in there wearing their cash sweatshirt, outfit. wearing the Bigfoot cap, yeah, that's what freaks me out. That this person's yeah. wearing the same exact clothing I am or has the same mannerisms that I have. I think it's really common, though, because just recently at the grocery store, some little girl ran up to me with something to put in the cart. And her dad came around the corner. He's like, that's not mom. <laughs> and I think that. When you're in a store, you're focusing on other things. And I could see, I've I've almost talked to somebody that I thought was Jim because I just saw a male figure out of my peripheral. I I can see how that would happen. Yeah. Oh, I did that. That lady's reaction was a little weird, though. I did that, too, that one day I was at a bookstore in Green Bay and I was there with my friend Julie. Or was it Erica? It was one of them. But I was at a bookstore looking at a book and they came up, somebody came up right next to me. And I think they were wearing like the same thing. So I almost put my head down on her shoulder like that. <laughs> that and I looked awkward. up at the last second and it wasn't them. And like Julie or Erica were on the other side and they saw oh, that and they were just funny. laughing so hard. I'm like, oh my God. 
you know, so you I might have made a new friend. You don't know. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Or got pepper <laughs> sprayed in the face. You never yeah, know. That's true. But yeah, I mean, the stuff like that is one thing, but it's another thing when somebody claims that they see you wearing the right. same things that you're wearing and you know that it wasn't they you. They swear that they Especially were, you were since there. this person is like down at the beach away from where they live mm-hmm. and then all of a sudden the doppelganger is there. And mm-hmm. I think that comes in another story too where it's almost like the doppelganger is getting closer physically oh, to where creepy. that person is. That's yeah. even creepier. Yeah. Like they're slowly zeroing in on where you live. Yep. This one is from Reddit user boss's wife. Okay. My husband saw my doppelganger in our hallway last night. We live in an old farmhouse and we have had many paranormal investigators here because we've had so many unexplained noises, spirits, etc. Last night I was in the bathtub. My husband came into the bathroom to wash his hands and then went back out to do laundry. He was in the laundry room and looked through the kitchen and saw what he said was me in the hallway buck naked. He called my name. A naked and, doppelganger. Yeah. He called my name and said this figure turned her face toward him and gave him a look like she didn't know who he was. Then he said this figure stepped behind a column and then our son came out from the same column the opposite <gasps> way. What? Our son asked who my husband was talking to and he said that he didn't see me. That is so creepy. My husband came into the bathroom where I was still in a tub. He made me swear that I had not left the tub. He was very freaked out and he made us follow him from room to room the rest of the night and announce ourselves and we came into a room where he was. He had spoken to a medium a few months ago. She was coming Saturday to bless our house. She said she would also try to see what spirits are there and to try to release them. What's weird is that she was in the bathtub so the doppelganger appeared naked. Yeah, but then the doppelganger walked behind a pillar and in the her, house and oh, the son so like crazy. walked the rest of the way out from behind. You can't make this pillar. stuff up, can you? I, these aren't. I mean, I mean can, these are supposedly legitimate stories. That gave me the creeps. Yeah. Oh, these Legit. a lot of these give me the creeps. Like after I you know, I was researching these early in the morning, so it wasn't before bed. But a lot of times when I was researching these when I'd go to bed, it this freaks me out. Yeah, like it like really some does. of these coming up freak me out pretty bad. I can't wait. You Reddit <laughs> user Miss Cat Lady says, I had a comment because I had a similar experience once and never understood what it meant. I was 18 years old dating my then boyfriend. He saw my doppelganger twice. First time we were hanging out at his house and I left when it got dark out. I woke up in the morning to a text from him that said, where did you go last night? I immediately called him and asked him what he was talking about because he walked me out to my car when I left the night before. He said that he woke up to see me laying naked on his floor. He said that I got up, looked around, not noticing him, and said, how did I get here? (gasps) Then he said I left the room, hitting my foot on his rocking chair on the way out. He said he was sure that it really happened because the the chair continued moving back and forth while I walked out of the room. He walked out into the hallway after me, but thought I just maybe went into the other room to sleep in the spare room, so he let me be. Weird. The next time he was studying for school, he turned around and saw me sleeping in his bed. When he turned around back to study, he remembered that I left earlier that day, so he turned back around and I was gone. What does this mean? He also lived in a log cabin style house out in the middle of nowhere. The first one's way creepier. Yeah. It's yeah. almost like. Yeah. Like she says, where it's almost like a uh, like travel, like astral yes, projection thing yes. or something like that. We'll get to that in theories. Why is she laying on the floor naked though? <laughs> This one. Not a nudity. This one is from user Muddy Boggy Monster. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Sounds like a 1920s. This user says, I didn't see a doppelganger, but I'm pretty sure I heard one. One night, I was taking a bath at around 3 a.m. I worked nights at the time, and it was my day off, so I was just relaxing and scrolling through the Reddit. Scrolling through Reddit. Suddenly and quietly, I heard a song my mother used to sing me to sleep being hummed outside the bathroom door. No. The song is down in the valley, if you're curious. I'm home alone. Mm -mm. I hop out and check the house, make sure the TV isn't on, and decide I'm just imagining things. I get 
I get back. Krista's already Is freaking her mom out. Alive? That's what I need. Krista's to know. already freaking out across from me. I get back in the bath. Only this time, I lock the door. A few moments later, I hear my mom's voice whisper my name and then say, "Help me, help!" in a raspy breath through the bathroom door, and I hear the sound of someone lightly jiggling the doorknob. No. I immediately grab my phone and call my mom at 3 a.m. in a panic, thinking she was hurt and had somehow reached out to me. She's fine. My dad is fine. My brother is fine. Everyone is fine except me, that's who spends mimicking. the next three hours locked in the bathroom. So yeah, that's, that feels like mimicking yeah. to me, which is different. Yeah. In my opinion, that's different yes. than a doppelganger. Yeah. Someone, she something said, I, is trying to lure you. I by hear my mimicking. mom's voice whisper my name and then say, "Help me, help!" in a raspy breath through the bathroom door as I hear the sound of someone lightly jiggling the nope. doorknob. The jiggling the doorknob no. is different. For me. <laughs> no. Nope, I'm climbing out the bathroom window naked yeah. at that point. <laughs> so yeah. Something was trying to lure her that out was, of the bathroom. That was one that, I, oh. that freaked me out when I think about it. I got the goose flesh. Mm-hmm. But I love it. User Melancholic Unicorn says, I have a little doppelganger story to share. My brother was out hiking in a local country park and claims to have seen me walking towards him wearing clothes that I own with a glazed over look on my face staring straight ahead. He waved across and shouted to me, but I didn't answer. He phoned me asking me why I ignored him. I explained I hadn't left the house, never mind going hiking. Apparently... She'd also been wearing the same shorts that I'm wearing that are quite unique shorts that you can't buy just anywhere. I'm still puzzled about it to this day. Hmm. I used to work, I think, I don't know if this is the same user or a different user. Does it make you though wonder, like, what what is the, why? I don't know. You know, why? I don't know. I don't know. If she was fine and there was, you know. I think this is a different user and I just didn't get their name. Like, are these things wanting you to follow them? I don't know. I, there's some there's some more coming up. Like what would have happened if he had gone after her? I don't know. That's weird. I don't know. This person says, I used to work at a dog rescue in the Midwest before moving home to the East Coast. It was a small rescue, about 10 employees max, and we were all pretty tight-knit. Nobody there resembled me. I am exceptionally short and have different hair than anyone else there. So it wasn't easy to mistake someone else for me or vice versa. This place was also haunted. We heard a female voice yelling at us one night or singing near us when there was nobody there. We were completely alone. Almost everyone saw apparitions or strange reflections when nobody was there. So this place was already filled with some weird energy to begin with. And it got weirder. During my last couple of months there, coworkers started sending me odd texts. They would text me in my days off asking me why I was there and where I had just disappeared to. I would always reply that I wasn't there. While I was there, occasionally someone would jump at the sight of me and say something like, what the hell, you were just outside. I just saw you through the window. How did you get in here? They couldn't understand how I'd gotten from point A to point B so impossibly fast. Every time I would be baffled and explain to them that I wasn't where they thought I was before. A good example that I remember well was this one. I was in the backyard. The only door in from there goes in through the main adoption room, then exit on, exits on the other side of the room about 50 feet away into a hallway containing a kitchen and some private meeting rooms. I walked in from outside and saw my coworker coming into the room from the hallway. She looked at me and gasped and then opened the door behind her to the hallway. She explained that she had just seen me in the kitchen doing dishes, but when she opened the door, which lay about six feet beyond the kitchen door, there I was coming in from outside. It was actually impossible. This is when we started to figure out that something very strange was going on. We all sat around and talked about it, 
and it turned out that almost everyone else there had been seeing a phantom version of me. Every time they saw it, it was turned around, not facing them, and it never interacted with them. Oh, that's so creepy. It would also go into some strange places. For example, someone watched, quote, me walk into a, the closet that holds the water tank and followed me asking me some questions about work stuff. As soon as they turned into the closet, I was gone. I hadn't oh walked God. into the closet at all around that time, let alone on that day. My best guess is that I was in the middle of making a major life decision about either staying in the city at this job and taking a promotion or going back home to the East Coast. The decision was extremely stressful for me to make as I really did love that job. I'm guessing that my energy literally just split somehow and that a version of me was hanging around there while I endured so much angst over staying or leaving. Hmm. If I want to get super weird about it, I could say that maybe in another reality I decided to stay there and maybe those two timelines were intersecting and glitching onto one another. And then after I moved home, they continued to see me there. So. At least his doppelganger was doing his fair share of the work. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. One less dish he has to watch. Yeah. That's weird, though, that it was just him. Yeah. Or her? Yep. I, I think it was a her. Her. Okay. Yeah. The, the closet thing is creepy. Yeah. Walking in there, you're following them and talking to them, and, and all of a gone. sudden they're gone. Yeah. This one is from Reddit user Logan8717 says, my husband saw my doppelganger. Hi guys, this is my first time writing here, but I wanted to tell everyone about this strange experience that occurred a few nights ago. I came home from work a few days ago and saw my husband sitting on the couch with a confused look on his face. He proceeded to ask me if I'd been home that morning and I told him that I had not. When I asked him why, he told me that he was laying in bed half awake when suddenly he heard our dog begin to growl and then whimper a little bit. He sat up in bed and saw me, yes me, walk from the foot of the bed out of the bedroom. He said it looked as if I was standing at the end of the bed watching him and then turned to walk out of the room. I knew I wasn't home at all that day because I always work from 9 to 5. Now, I believe my husband totally and completely. He's a pre-med biology major and he's very skeptical about these things. Another thing worth mentioning is that whatever this was, it was wearing the same exact clothing that I was wearing when I left the house that day. This thing made no sound whatsoever. He said it moved strangely too, like it was off balance or something. Mm, that's weird. My husband ran into the living room after seeing me, but there was nothing in the living room. I'm hoping someday maybe someone could shed light on what the heck this thing was. Blah. <laughs> yep. The unbalanced walking is creepy. Oh, yeah, totally. Like that that freaked me out in that like one. Like they're testing the out their new human yeah. body and they don't really know <laughs> exactly. how to use it. <laughs> exactly. Don't know how to walk like a human. <laughs> Reddit user QuietVoice4846 says, Late at night, I usually go to the bathroom a couple times, but for the past four days, every time I go to leave the bathroom, I can see myself still standing in the mirror from the corner of my eye like the other me is watching me leave the bathroom nope. from the mirror. Nope. <laughs> Krista does not like that one. Nope. It terrifies me to the point where I almost run out of the bathroom without looking directly at the mirror. I never told my husband about it because I didn't want to acknowledge it out loud. Earlier today, I took a nap in our bed while he sat in the chair next to it watching TV. When I woke up, he told me that he had seen me sit up and then crawl backwards to the edge of the bed and stand up in front of our bedroom door from the corner of his eye. He thought it was weird that I got up like that because I'm in the last month of my pregnancy and I can't really move well without it hurting. Okay, the backwards crawl makes more sense. Yeah. They're pregnant. So he tried talking to me. When I didn't answer, he looked at the door to find me not there and I was still sleeping in bed. Oh. I got really creeped out and finally told him about what I had been seeing in the bathroom mirror. He thought it was creepy as well, but he didn't want to talk about it anymore because he feels like whatever we whatever that is, talking about it will give it power or energy. I have no idea what it is or what it wants or why we had both seen it. I don't know why her being pregnant makes it creepier. Yeah. It's like that has something to do with it or I don't know. 
What if something wants to steal our baby? Yeah. This one creeps me out too. From Reddit user G4YF13R1. There you go. When I was nine, I stayed home, quote unquote, sick from school. I distinctly remember <laughs> that I wasn't actually sick. I was simply playing hooky to avoid bullying because kids Aww. are cruel, as I did that a lot around that age. I awoke from a nap, turned on the TV in our living room, and scrolled through some channels when my, quote, mother suddenly leaned over the bar and stared at me without saying anything. I had been awake for quite a few minutes by this point, so I can't blame sleep paralysis for this. Now, whatever this thing was, it was entirely identical to my actual mother. It sounds weird to describe, but it's as if the only difference was that this thing pretending to be my mom had never felt a single emotion in its life. It was unsettling. Suddenly, my mom lifted a finger and beckoned me slowly to come to it, and I attempted to talk to her as I would my mom. She just kept wiggling her finger at me, beckoning me to come to her, refusing Mm -mm. to answer. That's when I sensed something horribly wrong. Naturally, I started screaming at this thing to answer me. It just kept beckoning. I bolted, running out of the room into the yard, calling for help. My mom, the real one, had been out working in the yard and came rushing over. I told her what I'd seen, and she soothed me with the easy explanations that it must have just been a fever dream, but she stayed by my side the rest of the afternoon as I was a nervous wreck. The ones where they're trying to lure you. Lure you you there. (laughs) That that is the worst. Yep. Yep. This one is from user MME Hex. This is the story with my ex-husband. In 2006, I had only started dating my ex. We had decided to go to my house and watch a movie, The Return of the King, while laying on my bed. Apparently, we fell asleep because several hours later, I woke up to the DVD main screen doing that annoying repeat thing. So I reached over and used the remote control to turn off the TV. The room was now in near darkness except for the usual ambient city light that was filtering in through the blinds. It took me a second for my eyes to adjust, and when they did, I noticed movement in the corner of the room by the door. It was my ex. He was naked except for a pair of white briefs. He was just standing in the corner, all hunched over weird and shivering really hard. I sat up and said, Ryan, while reaching my hand towards him. That's when he or it turned at me, and I saw its face clearly. It had the craziest maniacal facial expression. It was like it was terrified, but it was grinning. Bah. As soon as he saw me, it rushed at me from across the room with his arms out. It looked like it was going to try to claw at me or something, so in fear, I scooted back from him across the bed as fast as I could, which made me bump into my real ex, who was still fully asleep next to me in the bed. When I was able to regain my balance, almost sending both of us tumbling out the side of the bed, I looked around, and there was only the one of him, the right one, who was a bit perturbed at having been almost shoved off the bed in his sleep. In retrospect, I kind of look at this experience as some kind of warning. My ex turned out to be extremely insecure and controlling, which led to our divorce. I don't know. I'm open to suggestions. So that's creepy. That's really creepy. Especially when it turns. Oh, it's no, it's I know. Snowing. I was. I just. Especially know. when it turns and looks at her, and it's got this maniacal grin on its face, and then it comes charging yeah, that's across the, worst. the room. Yeah. I didn't think it was going to snow today, so this is kind of a it's surprise. It's not going to be that bad. It looks like lake effect. Yeah. The big fat flakes. Oh, that's creepy. Yeah. (laughs) So there's that. Huh. I don't like that one. Nope. But at the same time, I like it. Posted by user Umbra Sangius. My father passed away last month and my wife and I moved into his house. The first thing I said was that my old bedroom will be the office entertainment room. And when we have any children, he or she can have the other room. My wife went along with it, but does not know why I immediately made these designations. In a word, this room is, I don't want to use that dirty word. This room is very haunted. Okay. 
especially when it comes to me being in close proximity of it. It is not necessary for me to be here for things to happen, but my presence seems to excite the already excitable. I never got a single good night's rest in this room. The reason is that every night I was visited by my double or a shadow of my double. Naturally, my parents and my older brother thought I was just being a kid. Every night I would dream of my double tormenting me, being lost in catacombs made of human bones and skulls, dimly lit by candles and sconces. Sconces. He was always smiling and laughing at me, and he said his name was Ah-Ah, so that is what I would call him is Ah-Ah. Ah-Ah. A-H-A-H, like ha-ha backwards. One of the many nights I got bothered by this, I ran into my parents' room. Something different happened. I entered my parents' dark bedroom, and my mother sat up telling me it was just a dream. I was to the side of the bed, and I looked at the foot of the bed and saw my doppelganger. That's who my mom was talking to, mistaking it for me. I whispered, Mom, I'm over here. And she freaked out big time. So I, too, freaked out and ran out of the room, my double following behind me. We didn't talk much about it. I was just a young boy. But she can recount this tale even today. She then believed my claims, but the rest of the family did not. Until one night, my older brother, who was in his early 20s, stayed in this room. The next morning, he went to my mother and just said, I get it now. I saw him. I saw my double in there I was so scared of, and he never slept in that room again. Mm. His room was right next to mine growing up, but never, nothing ever happened anywhere else in the house. That's weird. Yeah. Contained to one room. Yep. Hmm. Uh-uh. I think that's the creepiest part of the story. Yes. It called itself uh-uh. Uh-uh. Yep. This next one, I don't have a name, but this person on Reddit says, I was probably around 16 or 17 and I had just gotten home from high school. My brother was in the kitchen making a ruckus, so I started going that way. As I passed by his bedroom, I saw my mom in his room, sitting on his bed with the lights off, facing away from me and facing towards the wall. I stood and stopped in the doorway and asked her if she was okay and what she was doing. She just said really slowly and strangely, I'm just sitting. Come here. I need to talk to you. Nope. I took about a half step into the room when I heard my mom yelling for me in the kitchen and then saw her setting the table in the kitchen. I looked back into my brother's bedroom and there was nothing there. I don't think I ever went back into that room by myself again, even 10 years later. Again. So there trying you to go. lure him. Yeah. So oh. those are some Reddit stories I got about doppelgangers, yeah. people's experiences. Reddit when... is good for some creepy stuff. Yeah. And these, were, these weren't fake. The, I mean, these were like in the paranormal stuff where they mm-hmm. ask people for and, you know, like I... I didn't get I didn't get a BS vibe from any of these mm-hmm. stories because I mean, you know I don't know, but they are creepy. Wow. Yeah, like the totally. I, like the some like going past the room and seeing your mom sitting on the bed facing away from you, and she just says, "Come here, I need to talk to you," and she's not in there. Yeah, you know that's, that's no. So there we go. Couple theories. Theory okay. number one: We live on a planet with over seven billion people, so surely someone else is bound to look like you. But be in your house? I don't know. <laughs> According to a MindJournal.com article called Do You Have a Doppelganger? Here's what science says. The article says, quote, Despite all the folklore, literature, and horror movies, it is highly unlikely that you have a doppelganger who looks exactly like you, says science. According to a 2015 study by researchers Tegan Lucas and Mashi Hennenberg in Australia, there is about a 1 in a 135 chance that there's an exact pair of complete doppelgangers in the world. The study analyzed the probabilities of two different unrelated individuals matching up in eight key facial features. Dr. Tegan Lucas, a forensic anthropologist at the University of New South Wales, who assessed over 4,000 faces from the U.S. Anthropomorphic, the U.S. Anthropometric Survey, measured eight 
distinct facial features, explains, saying, quote, if we talk about measurements of the face, there is a one in a trillion chance that two or more people will match one another on all eight measurements of the face. Yeah, those are pretty low chances. Yeah. But we're just talking, that's just talking about lookalikes. That lookalikes. That's not like. None of these stories are talking about lookalikes. And she goes on to say, two people may look very similar to the naked eye, but when you start measuring, they're not going to measure each other. They're not going to match exactly. Mm -hmm. So I don't know. But there are chances that that you're going to look like somebody, Mm -hmm. but that's not the same thing. Right. Theory number two, despite their vividness, these are hallucinations caused by malfunctions and brain mechanisms that root us in the here and now. And I get that. According to a 2015 article on Vice called, quote, the time when you're most likely to see your doppelganger, the article says, Professor Christopher French is one of the world's leading animal, animalistic psychologists heading up the unit at Goldsmiths University of London. Animal, anim, it's anim, A-N-O-M, it's not animal. It's like A-N, anomaly? Like anomaly. Okay. Psychology is a study of human behavior connected to the, yes. <laughs> it's a study of human behavior connected to the paranormal with the underlying assumption that these incidents can be explained by the human brain. Professor French explains that mental illnesses, including schizophrenia, as well as other conditions such as brain tumors, can cause sufferers to hallucinate versions of themselves or other people, an experience known in psychology as hodoscopy. It's also common in people with epilepsy, especially right before they're about to have a seizure, he says. He cites an example from 1994 where a 21-year-old Swiss man saw his double laying in bed after a night drinking. He was being treated for seizures, but had stopped taking his anti-convulsant medication. Despite his shouts and attempts to wake it, his doppelganger refused to move. Then the two switched places. The man lying in bed was suddenly unable to move, watching his double shouting at him. That's weird. The cycle repeated itself several times. The experience drove the man to jump from a fourth floor window in a desperate attempt to find a match between body and self. While undergoing treatment for his injuries in a hospital, the man was found to have a tumor on his left temporal lobe of his brain. Temporal epilepsy is one of the most frequent forms of the condition. Once the tumor was removed, the seizures and hallucinations stopped. It sounds like there has to be some, like you have a tumor. Or schizophrenia yeah. or epilepsy. Yep. None of these people have mentioned having no. any kind of... No, nope. Theory number three is astral projection. A website called medium888.com says, quote, Another way to perceive experiencing one's doppelganger is that a severe emotional or physical trauma has taken place. Seeing a doppelganger in this instance means that it's being used as a coping mechanism, that you are figuratively splitting yourself into two beings to better cope with the trauma you're enduring. The doppelganger acts as a way to distance yourself from the events that traumatized you in the first place, thus keeping you safe in your mind. Mm-hmm. I guess I get that. I can kind of buy that. Yeah. I think it makes more sense with these stories than yeah, either I do the too. scientific I do too. But a lot of these stories that we read, the people weren't like really under any super bad trauma at the time. Just the know? one that was split between the decision. Yes. yes. So I get that. Theory number four, time travel slash parallel universe. Sure. I guess. I, I can get that. I, but why are they so creepy? Why is, why are you, you know, like the one That's with the, the, one with the mom sitting on the bed? I think it's, what's the next theory? <laughs> theory number five is uh, one that we always have, sleep paralysis. A lot oh, sure. of these stories involved beds people or people getting up from sleeping. And I guess I can get that. But I just, Nobody's again, I think sleep about... paralysis is such an easy go-to answer. But nobody mentioned anything about not being able to move. No, not being and, able no to and not all of them involved sleeping. Like, right. you know, it was the lady in the bath. I wouldn't you know, use that to explain that. any of them. No, I wouldn't either. Um and I think the last one I have, theory number six, something demonic. There, well, I don't know if it needs to be demonic, though. I just think it like could be some kind of 
Entity. Entity. Yeah. I mean, that's, I just have demonic entity. Demonic yeah. entity. A shape-shifting entity who is an exact replica of a living, breathing human being. Yeah. The website, and I don't like the name of this website, paranormalauthority.com. Oh, sure. There's no authority in paranormal. Mm-hmm. Paranormalauthority.com says, they have quote, a certificate and everything. <laughs> paranormalauthority.com says, quote, Though doppelgangers can speak and even make themselves visible, they still have some limitations. One of the most commonly cited by witnesses is that they usually don't seem to have the ability to pick up objects. Mm. One witness thought he was having a conversation with his wife, but things took a turn for the strange when he noticed that his wife didn't seem to want to pick up food or prepare her breakfast. Knowing that prepping food was a ritual for her at that time of the day, he made a remark about it. His wife gave him a worried look, and she just walked into another room. Just at that, ha- just as that happened, his real wife came in the front door, saying that she just took out the garbage. Ever since then, he started to see the apparition more frequently. Hmm. The article goes on to say, "Quote: These are the signs that witnesses most commonly cite as signs of a doppelganger. Number one, the person, quote unquote, doesn't speak or lift up objects." There have been cases where doppelgangers are powerful enough to do things like most people can, but the vast majority of them don't have the ability to speak or move objects on their own. Number two, you know that the person they're mimicking isn't around. If you know for a fact that your friend is overseas and you see them right in front of you, something is up. Number three, they don't look quite right. Many reports of doppelgangers doppelgangers mention that there's always something slightly different about the twin. Oftentimes they have darker eyes or look sickly or are wearing clothes they don't own. If something doesn't feel quite right, it could be a doppelganger. Or they can't walk right. (coughs) Yeah, that too. (laughs) Number four, they don't act right. Doppelgangers are often described as emotionless, odd, or sinister in their behavior. And number five, something doesn't feel normal or good about the interaction. Sometimes you really can't tell that you're dealing with a doppelganger except for the fact that you feel very uneasy about the interaction. Trust your gut. I feel like all of those stories yeah. fit all of those. Yeah. They check and all of those boxes. This is weird. This kind of came up in an, I don't know if this is a thing, but this is, it's something called propo, prosopagnosa. Sure. <laughs> P-R-O-S-O-P-A-G-N-O-S-I-A. Prosopagnosia which is face blindness, is an impairment in Mm. the recognition of facial identity. Mm -hmm. These people often have difficulty recognizing family members, close friends, or even themselves. They tend to use alternative routes to recognition, but these routes are not as effective as recognition as the face is. Not surprisingly, this can cause serious social problems. Several Several estimates suggest one in 50 people might suffer from this. One of the telltale signs of propagonasia is a reliance on non-facial information such as hair, gait, clothing, voice, and other information. Developmental propagonostics have never recognized faces normally, so their impairment is often not readily apparent to them. That's weird that they mm-hmm. might not even know they have it. They just know, like, I know it's this. you because of your hair. Yeah. Like, I can't recognize your, your face. As a result, many of these people are unaware of their their condition even as adults so that could be something to do with this but i just mm-hmm. thought that was a fascinating uh little side journey that i took that so what like what happens if somebody you've known for a long time who has long hair cuts their hair short then you, you wouldn't probably know don't who recognize they are. them you might that's not probably how them. you discover that you have it yeah yeah somebody exactly. makes a change or your voice is what i or maybe then i hear your voice and realize it's you i just don't I don't realize that I can't recognize so your face. So what is the tie into doppelgangers? There wasn't one, but it, like one oh. of the one of the articles I talked about brought that up as a mm. possibility mm. that because you... It's like the opposite of doppelgangers. Well, though. no, because I don't 
recognize faces. If somebody's got a voice like you, oh. I assume it's you. Yeah. You know, it was like a weak tie-in, but I still thought it was fascinating. It so is I had fascinating. To, so I had to throw it in there. I feel like there was a movie about that. Possibly. Hmm. But there you go. That is doppelgangers. Wow. Creepy. <laughs> Krista's all creeped out now. And it's freezing down here. It so. is freezing down here. Wow. If Kurt says it's cold down here, it's yeah. cold down here. Hour and 45 minutes. I can tell when you give me a look that you want to know how long <laughs> it's going. Krista knows my, my <laughs> it's not bedroom Facial eyes. It's fresh. not my bedroom eyes. It's, it's my, the... how long is this podcast? <laughs> you do this. <laughs> that is what I do. That is what I do. Wow. it's oh, funny. See, you know, you'd rec- you, you have facial recognition <laughs> because do. you recognize I do that. I do. So what do you think of doppelgangers? <sighs> It's creepy as hell. I think it is. I think it could be one of the astral projection thing. I think makes sense in certain scenarios. But the ones where something is beckoning them or trying to get the that thing to come to different. them. That yeah. is sinister. That is something that and, is. But pretending. see, like the like the um, the thing outside the bathroom. I don't that's, consider a doppelganger because they didn't see the the. You know, it wasn't like a scene thing. It was that was like a mimicking. That's mimicking, which is equally up. as creepy. If you <laughs> yes. ask me. But when, but like the thing with the mom looking over the bar or or in the kitchen, the kitchen bar, and just like beckoning them yeah. with their finger, and they're yep. like not, not answering, no, anything. not saying anything, just constantly beckoning them that's with the sinister. finger. That's that's yeah. Something is going to do you harm. Yeah. And is trying to lure you. Yeah. That's, yeah. So there's that. There you okay. go. Wow. That is doppelgangers. Creepy. Yes. What do you guys think? Have you had a doppelganger experience? Yeah. I want to hear about that. Yeah. And like I said, twinstrangers.net is a site where you can go and put your picture up there and it'll match you with your your doubles, but I don't want that. Yeah, it's kind of cool. I'm okay not seeing my doubles. No. I, I need to spend less time online, not more. <laughs> exactly. And I already don't spend a whole lot of time online. Exactly. Cool. Um, I don't know if we got any new questions, so we're going to look. Okay. I'm going to have to turn up the heat before our side session because burr. We only got one question. Okay. We only have one new question. So people, we need questions. We need questions. If you are friends with me on Facebook, you can message me the questions if that's easier than using Q-O-O-H me. Or the strange sessions. Or you can send it to the strange sessions dot Oh, yeah, at right. gmail.com. Yes. Oh, our deets. We, don't, we almost forgot <gasps> about our deets. add the deets on here. Yes. Damn. Yes, you do. I'm just going to write <laughs> I just remembered that. So yeah, our one question we got from Anonymous, of course. Welcome back. Were there any paranormal experiences either of you had over your break? Unfortunately, I, I told not. you one, but what was it? That's a school thing. Oh, did you say talk about it on here? I don't know if I did, but uh, some of the students are convinced that our auditorium at the school is haunted. Yeah, you told me. I don't think we were recording. Uh, like we, there were situations where they had, people had to monitor the auditorium because students were sneaking in there and doing their little ghost hunting. Oh, you know, okay, sixth, okay. seventh, eighth. No, <laughs> sixth, seventh, eighth innocent. graders doing yeah, doing ghost hunting in there. But the heater vent on the stage constantly knocks and it makes like super annoying noises. And I think that's what they're hearing. Mm. But there was one day I came up from the teacher's lounge in the basement, and there's a creepy stairway that you can come up and go through the auditorium. And they kind of want us to do that because a lot of students have been skipping class and going and hanging out in the auditorium. So okay. I came up through the bottom, through the creepy stairway, up into the auditorium, and there was nobody in there. And I was walking by the stage, and like you know, I was facing ahead at the door, and the, my left ear was facing the stage. And I swear I heard a voice say something on the stage. Hmm. So I immediately turned. And it's and, an auditorium, so the way yeah, sound carries. So I in immediately there. turned and looked, and 
you know, thinking I'd see a student like hiding behind the curtain because mm-hmm. people like, and there was nobody there. Hmm. But I did hear a voice. And I mean, that was. And it couldn't have been coming from the hall or something? No, no, this came from the stage. Okay. Like mm-hmm. near me, like right near me. So that was the only thing. You should ask if we can do an investigation. I, I, I told my students the only other thing that I heard that I've been told from there is uh, Abby, a teacher that was there the year before. Well, she's she's gone now. She went to a different school, but I was in the office with her one night, and she told me there was one night she was there working and grading papers or something at eight thirty at night, and she said she was sitting at her desk, and all of a sudden she heard a bunch of kids giggling in the hallway. And she's like, nobody should be here this late. And she wa- walked out the door. And as soon as she walked out the door, it stopped. Oh, and there was nobody in the hallway. That's weird. So. what? Like, what could explain that, you know? I don't know. I don't know. But other than that, no. But I've had so many crazy synchronicities lately. Really? Like, like But it's always typing a word and I hear it said on TV mm-hmm. or something like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I've had a ton of those lately. And I don't know. Especially when I had COVID, I had a ton of synchronicities. Hmm. Which was weird. Yeah, I've had nothing. <laughs> like, absolutely nothing. And then I, I was working on uh, our second, what was going to be our second episode, now it's going to be our third, is a big conspiracy one. And I was watching Alias, and they kind of reference it in Alias without calling it what it was, mm. which was weird to me that I was actually mm. researching that at that yeah. time while I was watching Alias. Like, what are the odds of that? Exactly. Especially since exactly. Alias is not a show yeah. that's on anymore. Exactly. So I thought that was weird. So that there was just weird. a lot of weird synchronicities, but mm. other than the school thing, no, I didn't have any paranormal weirdness. Mm. Did you? No, nothing. No. Nope. But yes, we need more questions, you guys. So send us some questions you would like us to answer. Here, give me your piece of paper. I'm going to write deep okay. on it before we forget. <laughs> okay. It goes between joke and farewell, right? And Krista decided she no longer wants to do the music thing because she hates having to come up with a it's just so much song. Pressure. So I'd rather I, do it on the fly if I feel like it. Yeah, and that's what we're going to do now. Like I'm going to yeah. do a song every time just because I love music. Well, it's it's not that I don't love music. I absolutely do. You do, but you hated having to pick. Yeah, not hated. It just, it started to feel like something that felt like pressure. Yeah. And I'm trying to be very intentional about like the commitments I put on myself. It sounds so ridiculous because it's just a song <laughs> choice. Yeah. But I just have stress in my life and I'm I'm trying to reduce that. Okay. So I'll just do two of them. Okay. And these are just random ones. One of them I sent you is, uh, it kept sh- coming up in my suggestions on YouTube. Okay. And I never clicked on it because it looks like a gothy song or mm. almost like a dark metal song. And okay. that's kind of not my cup of tea. So finally, one day I clicked on it and I'm like, it was such a cool, pretty song. And it's uh, the song Easy by the band Pale Waves. Never heard of it. And you, you did. You sent it yes, to I me? I'll show, I'll show you right now. Oh, yes. Okay, now I remember this. Yeah. So I, fi- I finally... Her voice reminds me of Avril yes. Lavigne. Yeah. So I finally listened to it and I was like, wow, I really like this song because she, I think It looks that really dark and goth, but It looks dark and gothy, like but it's not. But her other, like Pale Waves, other stuff is like kind of punky, but okay. I've really gotten into them. Like I hmm. really, really like them. And I've, I've kind of fallen in love with her. Like I've watched interviews with her okay. and she's, I think she's from Wales. So she has that accent and she, I just absolutely adore her. But I love that Pale song. Waves. And and I think one of the most underrated CDs or albums that I can think of is Avril Lavigne's first album, mm. the one that had Complicated and mm-hmm. Skater Boy. She's making a comeback like, right now. Yeah, But I don't like anything other than that first album. Mm. That first album, I think, is... And, That's uh, all I really know. My boss that I used to work with at the grocery store was kind of a hair metal 
metalhead guy. And then one day he messaged me. He's like, I was my daughter was playing Avril Lavigne's first album, and it's actually really good. Huh. And this girl reminds me. She reminds me so much. Her voice reminds me of Avril mm-hmm. Lavigne with she a does. little bit of. Uh, Alanis Morissette maybe okay. in it. And I, I can just, hear the yeah, way, So yes. I've become like a hardcore yep. Pale okay. Waves fan. So right. I'm going to put that song on there. And the other one that I, I'm listening to a lot lately is a song that I stumbled upon years ago on one of the CDs that are, it's called Punk Goes Acoustic, where it's like punk bands doing like acoustic versions of their song. And uh, this song was on there. And I just love, love, love this song. And I always have. And I love this band, even though they're like kind of heavier and more political than the stuff I usually like. But the song is Swing Life Away and the band is Rise Against. Like, Mm -hmm. I love this song. But I want to read a couple YouTube comments about it because I love looking at what people, like songs that I really like that I've liked for years. I like to see what other people say. So this one user says, such a classic. This song just has this chill, bittersweet, nostalgic vibe that just screams college to me. I miss it. I miss that time, those people, and that feeling of optimism while simultaneously becoming more world-weary through experience. Uh-huh. Oh, wow, yeah. Yeah, and I totally... And, and this next one... <laughs> I know what he's talking or they're talking yeah, about, exactly. for sure. And this one, I love, too. Um This person commented under the song on YouTube, said, This song depressed me in the most delightful ways as a lad and continues to do so today. I remember the first time I heard this song as a young fellow, and the lyrics just somehow struck me. There was something there, something that made me want to take a deeper listen. The moment I got home, I hopped online, looked up the lyrics, and proceeded to listen again and again and again. I consumed the song, consumed every single word, internalized his every point of emphasis and inflection. This song to me was life altering and even to my young mind provided so much perspective as to what was important in life. These simple yet deep sentiments were ingrained in my 15 year old mind from that moment forward. I'm 30 now and to this very day, this song resonates with me, especially with the amount of loss in my life. Now more than ever, the song rings its truest to me. I can't thank this band enough for all these years of great music and all the grueling times they've gotten me through. They'll always be one of my favorite bands. I don't normally go on these long rants in the comment section, and if anyone's taken the time to read this, my sincerest, my sincerest apologies, <laughs> and at the same time, my deepest thanks. I've had some rather unfortunate news today, so forgive my reflective 2 a.m. ramblings in the comment section. Hopefully, the, the lot of you are having a much better year, and if you're not, just remember the song. You're not alone. Eventually, things will get better, so just hang in there. So yeah, that is. We the all s- have a song that makes us feel that way for sure. Yeah, or we do several songs. And, and uh, there's, there's this song resonates with a lot of people. And like I love Rise Against. They're heavier, but this is a, like a slower song. This is like a ballad. So mm-hmm. I'm gonna put uh, "Swing Life Away" by Rise Against and "Easy" by Pale Waves are my song choices for this week. Cool. Krista doesn't have any. Nope. So maybe, withholding my song choices. Yeah, she's only she only wants to do it when it means something. Should I? <laughs> Tell a really bad pickle joke. Tell a really bad joke and then... You look up the deets. Oh, deets. Thank you. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> We're so bad. The deets are, you can email us at thestrangesessions at gmail.com. We are on Twitter at Strange Session without the S that I haven't been to for years. There's probably I haven't all posted sorts of like anything there in famous years. Famous people writing to us on there. Oh, We're not sure. responding. 
Krista does an awesome job on Instagram at the Strange Sessions where we have a lot of people that follow us on Instagram, mm-hmm. which is cool. I think we have, we're, we're approaching 800, which I guess is... Not bad. No. And you can send us postcards and snail mail to the Strange Sessions, P.O. Box 434, Manitowoc, Wisconsin, 5421-0434. And you can call our lonely little phone line at 920-443-9602. And I want to give a thank you to Stephanie, our listener in Texas, that sent us the... Missing 411 mm-hmm. books because she's the one that said, listen to that episode about Matthew Thornton and said, maybe check your, because you said, you said, send us letters and a voicemail. She goes, maybe you should check your voicemail. And I did. And we had the message yeah, from goodness. him. Yeah, thank goodness. Yeah, so I thank mean, you, you so much. Thank you so much, Steph. I love you. And yeah, time for a joke. What's green and soars through the air? What? Jonathan Livingston Pickle. <laughs> that is so 70s. Wow. So stupid. Should I do another one? Of course. This is another terrible one. Who is the pickle? What? Canute Rockney? Canute Rockney was a football player. Pat O'Brien. I don't know. O'Brien. Oh, Pat O'Brien. O'Brien. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Wow. Wow. Yeah. We're, I can't believe people we're bought, almost done I can't with this believe thing. people Thank bought God. that book back in the 70s. I hope it just came with like a jar of pickles. Like you bought a jar of pickles and that book came as a gift. Because anyone who spent money on that. Because it didn't come with humor. That's for sure. Oh, but um, so, <laughs> I think that's it for our season opener. Hopefully Doppelgangers was okay. I, I loved it. The stories just creeped me out. Yes. Like, that's my favorite part is the stories. Like there's nothing that like I was thinking about this. Like could you imagine if I came here and we did an episode and then I called you later that day and said, sorry, I didn't make it that morning. Like, But you would never do that. No. No, but could you imagine that yeah, if that'd you be like talked to though. me and then you found out that wasn't actually like you'd me? always tell me ahead of time? Yeah. yeah, 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 that would be. Yeah, so there you go, doppelgangers. Yeah. Let us know what you think. Hopefully, season six is off to a great start. I mean, the taste test went well. I remember to press record on the camera. Yeah, we're doing okay. And turn the mic on. We've, we're I doing feel a, like we're nailing it. We're do- <laughs> this, this is going to be our year. Can this only is, go downhill. This is here. this is going to be our year. So from Krista and I in the strange cellar, until next time, stay stay strange. strange.